Hey everybody, my name's Dane. And I'm Jimmy. And our podcast is called Bubbling Questions. We do would-you-rathers from listeners and a Twitter bot. Along with one-person game shows using ridiculous stuff we find on the internet. Like what kind of ridic are we talking? <laughs> I shall not tell you. Okay, all from our very real hot tub. Oh yeah, 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 very real, uh, not a gimmick at all. <laughs> find Bubbling Questions wherever you get podcasts. And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> In Southern California, just outside Hollywood, there is a most unusual hotel. A hotel dedicated to the golden age of cinema and the departures of its most influential and notorious players. It is a destination that spotlights the manners in which these men and women of Hollywood perished. From the Midtown's highly publicized electrocution of comedian Teddy Monroe to the self-inflicted gunshot of jazz guitarist Cleet Jones at the Walker outside Chicago, the rooms are decorated with an array of evidence and clues unique to each death, and fitted with a cast of department store mannequins which stand in for those involved. Welcome to the Swan Hotel. Previously on Tales from the Swan Hotel. Hey, Ms. Emmers, so how do you think you'll fare overseas? Oh, I imagine it to be a gay old time. Don't you read the papers? That jewel thief struck again last night. The one's going around terrorizing Europe. Excuse me, what do you think you're doing? My name's Cole Spence. I'm an operative for Nation's Detective Agency. What's an American detective doing in Paris? Are you familiar with the jewel thief newspapers here are calling the Catchman? I believe that our man is a fan of the opera. How do you know he's even in France? The Monarch Pearl. It arrived in Paris last night. The opera's putting on a benefit gala tomorrow night at the Chateau du Vadebon. Mr. Mullen, meet May Emmers. How do you do, Miss Emmers? Charm. Miss Emmers, I'd like you to meet my assistant, Mr. Mullen. I am a big admirer of yours. I'm Thomas Bedford, and this is my wife, Olivia. I'm a bit of a gem hunter. There's something sour with this guy, May. I can sense it. You want a partner? Don't waste somebody else's time. Detective Spence. Who is this? The man you're looking for is a tourist. He's a great admirer of the ballet. Who is this? The catchman's name is Gordon Mill. And now, for the gripping conclusion of Room 508. Um, just a minute. Be right there. For crying out loud. What? Bonjour, madame. (sighs) May, open the door. Sorry, wish I could, but there's a terrible draft. Must be coming through your head. I'll stand to the side. Now open up. What's the problem, detective? Hounds getting you down? May, this is important. Yeah, so is my beauty rest. Now will you please stop pounding on my door? I've got some candy. Would you like that? Okay, I'm out of candy, but listen. May. Would you please remove your foot from my door? May, listen. You're insufferable. You know that? Go ahead. Stand there a few... What are you... Why are you dressed like a bellhop? I gave the kid downstairs a few francs to let me borrow his uniform. I've got to stay incognito. My cover's been blown. What you do? Get caught fraternizing with another poor old wretch who's lost her jewels? Husband walk in on some heavy petting? Somebody knows why I'm here in France, and most importantly, who I'm chasing. I can't appear too suspicious. Mm, in that case, I might rethink my getup if I were you, honey. Listen, May. It isn't safe for you here. I agree. There isn't a single morsel in the entire room. Not even a nibble. What do you want, detective? 
I came here to tell you to keep a low profile. Someone may come looking for you. I'll welcome them as long as they're not kin to you. The noose is beginning to tighten, and if we're not careful, we're both going to hang. Mm, sounds like a Western bill I once worked. If they know me, it's only a matter of time before they know you. Why couldn't you have taken a uniform off someone from room service? I'm starving. What I wouldn't do for a cheese Danish right about now. Look, would you scram already? I've got to put my face on. May, are you hearing me? I'm endangering your life. Yeah, yeah, I heard that part. Now endanger it someplace else, would you? I'm in a hurry. I got a phone call the other night. Oh, did they finally confirm your stay at the loony bin? And on the other end was a man. Oh, a men's only loony bin. And in a deep, ominous voice, he said the catch man's name is Gordon Mills. Gordon Mills. Hmm, Gordon Mills. Who's he? That's what I got to figure out. Gordon Mills. Sounds made up. Made up or not, it's something to go on. And when a case is as thin as this one, I'll take what I can get. I could say the same for you. I've scoured the city with that name running through my head. I must have checked every directory in town. Yeah, well, I'd check again. There's the door. I'm registered under that elusive name at every hotel and boarding house from here to the English Channel. Restaurants, too. Reservations for a Mr. Gordon Mills shower the Marias, trying to bait the man behind its identity or my cryptic collar. And what else did this mysterious voice tell you? He said the man I was looking for was a tourist. Hmm, why don't you put an advert out in the Jewel Thieves Lonely Hearts column? Single white P.I. seeks social butterfly who's into heavy cooking, midnight strolls, and breaking and entering. Hey, if you're gonna mock me, at least be constructive. I'm trying to keep my options open. All right, light cooking. Now, where did I put my vanity bag? Uh, Ah! And you know something else? It seems our man is an imitator of sorts. A mimic. Oh, yeah? I was thumbing through some old records and came across a cat burglar from before the war with a similar M.O. Same safe cracking, same entrance points. A ledge here, a branch there. Papers were calling him Le Balayus. It means the sweeper. Since I don't believe in coincidences, I'd say we're dealing with a copycat. What are you babbling on about? If I could just find a trace of that name somewhere, anywhere. What are you doing? Putting on my makeup. What's it look like? Why don't you do that at the theater? I don't perform tonight. Then why are you getting all dolled up? I'm having dinner with someone. Dinner? With who? Rupert Mullen. Rupert Mullen? The guy from the party the other night? Newspaper said he was heading to Venice. He extended his stay. And you're seeing him tonight? Not that it's any of your business, but yes. Wait a minute. He said he has a business proposition for me. I think he wants to promote my tour. Wait a minute. This is perfect. See if you can get a list of the opera's biggest benefactors. The voice on the phone confirmed what I've been saying all along. Our guy's got a liking for the libretti. I'm not gonna do that. We'll take the top five, and one of them is bound to lead us to Gordon Mills. (sighs) Don't muck this up for me, Colt. Tonight could really go in my favor. But... No! Then just ask him about the name. Whenever you show up, I get an urge to go out and buy a set of large symbols. Why don't I tag along? You could use a friend tonight. Make sure this guy's got your best interests in mind. Good night, Cole. I'll sit at a nearby table and take shorthand in my mashed potatoes. Good night, Forget Cole. Forget the potatoes. I'll hang by the window. I'm an expert at reading body language. Good. Then you won't have any trouble reading this. Though I'd have to say it was the Royal Opera House in Malta that suffered the greatest loss. Took a direct hit from the Luftwaffe. How horrendous. Yes, heartbreaking. I remember taking notice of a colonnade at the rear of the theater, still standing, remarkably, seemingly untouched, poised amongst the rubble. The entablature blocking the setting sun, casting a series of shadows over the scattered debris. Uniform columns stretching up, reaching out almost, rising higher and higher with each passing moment and an orange glimmer of light fleeting behind the Mediterranean like a doused flame, a burned-out beacon. 
how romantic. That is the way you put things. <laughs> it's the idealist in me. The way you get lost in your work, it's so becoming. Unfortunately, not at all fruitful. That's always been my Achilles heel. I'm more of a dreamer and less a visionary. These last several years, I've worked extensively on curbing my abstract tendencies. You don't get to the top with daydreams and delusions and building castles in Spain. Don't you own a castle in Spain? <laughs> Then again, success is measured by imagination. <laughs> And how long have you been able to stay so imaginative? How did we get off on the subject of me? This isn't really fair. I'm the one doing all the talking. T tell me, where does someone like May Emmers come from? Oh, you don't want to hear about me. Oh, but I do. I'm sitting here bubbling over with anticipation. Well, you might want to put a cork in it. Tell me, May, do you like art? It's all right. I'm a great admirer, mainly paintings, particularly landscapes. I actually have quite a collection of landscapes. My home in Mill Plains has become something of a shrine. Snowscapes in the White Room, renderings of Vermont in the autumn on the walls of the Red Room, lilies and wisteria and oil littering the Blue Room. It's quite serene, really. Sounds lovely. And with the lake in the back, the entire property is very placid. Speaking of it, well, it always makes me homesick. Did you know that most of the gardens from Renée's paintings are here in Paris? I didn't, and not to mention, you know, the tower. Oh, I'd love to show you a formal French garden. I'm beginning to think this evening's proposition isn't one of business. <laughs> Forgive me. I just think you're very interesting. <laughs> what, what are you staring at? You have a wonderful smile. Oh, thank you. May I call on you, May? I thought you already did. Touche. Thomas Bollier designed all his royal gardens in this broidery style. You see the topiaries? It looks like a big quilt. <laughs> yes, that's the idea. Ah, I've had a miraculous few days with you, May. Royal Hall, the Grand Palais, and the Rue de Marche. Walking the tree-lined boulevards, now the Ausland Gardens. So enchanting. It's been a joy getting to know you. I find your stories and sincerity very amusing. May I confess something? You let me win back there on the lawn? No, but that was a very impressive role. Are you sure you've never played bull? That was my first time. For a moment there, I thought I was being hassled. Don't let it get you down. I'm a fast learner. I can see that. No, I wanted to tell you that you're very special. Oh, thank you. You're not so bad yourself. I've never been so taken by someone with such... I mean, you're different from most women. I... You've got a lot... Let's see, how do I put this? What you mean is you've never been attracted to someone big enough to have their own post office? I know that's a terrible thing to think, let alone admit. You're right, it is, but I'm used to it. And since we're speaking so plainly, I've never been attracted to someone with such bony shoulders. Yes, well... But I'm suddenly starting to like bony shoulders. You're delightful, May. 
Oh, that reminds me. You remember that dish you asked me about earlier? The, the chickpea pancake. Oh, Soka. A mouth-watering little tidbit. Yes, I, re- I remember how eager it made you, so I had my assistant put together a list of the Riviera's must-stop places for uh, Soka. You said you were heading to the southeast of France before Italy. I, I thought you might find the information useful. Oh, that's wonderful of you. We were in Nice earlier this year, and she... My assistant spoke very highly of one place in particular in the heart of the old town. A very resourceful girl. <laughs> I can honestly say I'd lose my head if it weren't for her expertise. The advantage I gave myself when employing a girl who speaks the native language. My comprehension of Europe is purely survival. I'm still a tourist myself. Oh, but you hide it so well. Your understanding of art and the landscape. Well, art, I know. I grew up with books and a wealthy disciplinarian for a father to thank for that. Brigitte's awareness comes from the schoolyard, not the classroom. Well, I thought you were a very informative guide. Even if it was a book tour, it had a very handsome cover. You're very sweet, May. You make me feel very comfortable. I feel as though I can trust you. I'm glad. I don't feel as though you would ever judge me or think of me as... I would hope that whatever you learned about me, you wouldn't view me in any other light than you do right now. The light is very fair today, uh, not a cloud in the sky. I feel I can open up my heart to you. Please. The other day you asked why I don't support opera companies back home, why I... You've probably sensed me dodging certain questions about... I don't know why I'm so... Gosh, you're lovely. Thank you. I've made a name for myself in the arts, a patron, but my legacy, more my father's legacy, my industrialist background, has painted my past in a less, well, less charitable shade... My actions, more exploits, during the war were viewed by my peers as... I... as profiteering. Oh? Components used to assemble my... well, my family's company's products, which which eventually went into the hands of soldiers, were overseen by less than reputable associates of my father, who had made his fair share of enemies two decades earlier in the First World War. I don't place blame on others. I... I take full responsibility for my actions, but when millions of young men are leaving New York Harbor and San Francisco Bay bound for foreign lands and certain death for a lot of them, there's very little room for gray areas and misunderstandings. Newspapers ripped into me with their journalistic talons and never let go. Suddenly I was smack dab in the middle of a witch hunt fueled by a firestorm of sensationalism. I had no other options. I was plagued by the weight of embarrassment. I I couldn't escape my name. My fortune was secured, but still, the connotation was too much. I was a better man than the name I carried. So I changed my identity and came to Europe. Changed your identity? Oh, no, no, it, it isn't what you think. I'm still the man I've been telling you about over the past three days. My, my warmth for art and intimacy for opera are still very much intact. I'm just afraid I fibbed a little bit on my credentials. I see. I hope you don't take me for a heel. But I like you, May. I didn't want this to come out later, and you see it, and my withholding is a proverbial second shoe. I hope you're not mad. Mad? How could I be mad? You are only doing what anybody else would do. It's understandable. Personally, I, you know, I think I... I think pride negates... I mean, pride is a poor excuse for dishonesty. It's like your assistant said, your past is a terrible thing to neglect. To which I add, or be embarrassed about... But I suppose when the world has you by the horns, you have to do, you know, whatever you have to do to survive. Are those uh, lilacs over there by the bridge? How did I manage to meet such an incredible woman? Come along. There's a magnificent elm tree in Boxwood Hedge I want to show you. So, tell me, Rupert, if that's your real name. Uh, Actually, if it isn't too much of a shock for you, it's Mills. Mills? Gordon. 
Gordon. My Christian name. You don't say. Mills. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is that? A Sioux? Iroquois? A Saskatchewan by origin? A... Are you all right, me? You look a little excited. Uh, what? No, 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 no. I, uh, I, I guess I uh, know a bookie named Mills. I didn't mean to give you a stir. <laughs> what? Oh, no, no, no. I'm fine, really. <laughs> I, I haven't eaten in, you know, a, a few minutes, and, uh, ooh, looks like rain, don't you think? You seem a little jumpy. The heat, oh, the heat is unbearable today. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? I don't think I... Here, let me help you. Oh, thank you. I'm so dizzy. I I need to sit down. I think I think I left the bathtub running. I Let's let's get you inside. Oh, please. Cole! May, I was just on my way to see you. Gordon Mills, I I found him. Same here. That's what I was coming to tell you. I threw the name around back home, and it ran all over the New York papers several years back, like a review of Leopold. Records run flat as of a couple years ago, though. Can't find the name anywhere. He's Rupert. What? Gordon Mills. May, what are you saying? I'm saying that Rupert Mullen is Gordon Mills. How do you... He changed his name. Jumpin' Junipers. He fled the country and is making a fresh start. Of course. Horse. I've been walking through Paris with a catchman, having lunch, strolling along the River Seine. Opera, the, the traveling. Going to museums. The ever-giving in the spotlight nature. Dinners and concerts. Always the loud one in the room. Sharing ice cream. You just missed the loudest. Dancing and canoodling and... Oh my god! How could I have been so naive? You naive? I don't believe this! Where is he now? He's in Brussels for the weekend. Cole, I'm supposed to have dinner with this guy tomorrow night. What do I do? Where's he staying? In Brussels? Here. He owns a townhouse on the left bank, but I don't see what that could possibly accomplish. Come on. Where are we going? To search his place. What else? To search his place? Now, look here. I'm not going to break into the man's house. All right, fine. Then I will. You can give me a boost over the wall. I think maybe we should just take a moment, you know? Think this thing through. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. What are you talking about, get ahead of ourselves? I mean, let's not be so rash, breaking into his house. That's, well, that's, it's illegal. Jesus, Cole. It's the only way to be sure. This is an influential guy. He probably has a lot of connections, you know? Knows people. Friends in high places, that sort of thing. He gets wind of us snooping around his house, and they'll give us a cigarette and stand us up in front of a firing squad. And you know how averse I am to cigarette smoke. He's out of town. You said it yourself. I just don't think we need to be so reckless. May, the guy's a thief. Should we be so quick to condemn? Quick to condemn? His name is Gordon Mills. Gordon Mills! I don't think we're being quick enough. Let's grab this guy before he slips through our fingers like the cat he is. Okay, let's say it is him. Who are we to judge? So he stole a few million dollars in precious jewels. They were insured. I can't believe what I'm hearing. It isn't like he killed anybody. No, but you keep hanging around him like you've been or he gets a whiff of who I am, and you might have the dubious honor of being his first. Still. All right, what's gotten into you? A moment ago, you were afraid to sit across the dinner table from this guy. I just think we should tread lightly before being the ones responsible this time for ruining his reputation. Wow. This guy must be quite the tour guide. That's it. How could I have been so... What? You've fallen for this guy. I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. You're gaga over this, Mac. Ah, you're crazy. Am I? But he's so good looking. I don't meet very many men. Come on. Where are we going? To his house. You want to be sure of his innocence, don't you? Oh, I don't think this is such a good idea. Taxi! Taxi! <laughs>
This is fine, driver. Cole! Cole! There he is! Who? Who? Rupert! I I thought you said he was out of town. I did. I mean, he did. He's getting in his car. I don't understand. Driver, follow that Hotchkiss. He's getting out of that cafe. Come on, let's go. Keep it. He's walking over to that table. Should have stayed in bed today. Ordered up a French dip, potatoes, and a nice crepe Suzette. You know, May, you shouldn't eat in bed. You're liable to kill yourself. Look, he's sitting down. Who's the broad? Do you know who that is? I can only hope it's his mother. It's Elizabeth Harrison. I recognize her from the paper. Elizabeth Harrison? The monarch Pearl. Why would he be meeting her? Pursuing his next victim. Working her like he probably worked Mrs. Nichols. A little twilight canoodling to build trust before he strikes. I'm going to get closer. You stay here. Oh, no! Excusez-moi. Is this seat uh, taken? Merci. Bonjour, monsieur. Quelque chose à boire? Uh, that'll be fine, pal. Elizabeth, I hope you weren't inconvenienced coming all the way across town to meet me. I felt we might be more guarded here. Oh, no. I rather enjoy sneaking around behind Oliver's back like this. Le porte, monsieur? Le porte? How much does that cost? Don't speak English, huh? Merci. Marco, I can't work under such straining conditions. My muse, she seeks the company of another. A writer, an American. My brush seeks to possess her but fails. Uh, excuse me. My heart weighs heavy, toils, yet I am unable to capture her truly. My temper builds and runs rampant. Uh, uh, excuse me. Yes? It's just that you're speaking a tad bit. It's difficult to hear. Frederico Ricardo quiets for no man. How about for that brunette over there? Monsieur? Ah, Gracias. Do you think your husband suspects anything? I wouldn't worry about him. The old goat has both hooves full this weekend entertaining Princess Caldwell and her 22-year-old niece home from Oxley. Why, I can hear the press now. Giddy geezer caught pinching produce to see what's ripe. (laughs) The paint oozes with sexuality. Not this guy again. But her sadness is lost. I have reduced her to nothing more than a whore that propositions the viewer. Excuse me, Federico? What is it now? Well, lois got go, monsieur? No, nothing to eat. What is that, snails? Senor, my patient is at an end. Yeah, so's my wallet. I don't think I can sit here much longer. Well, I hope my pursuits haven't agitated the waters at home, so to speak. Agitate away, old boy. The only thing drier than Sir Oliver Harrison's company is this martini, which is in dire need of being replenished. Unabashed as always, Lizzie. My mother always spoke of that lasting image we make. I suppose when I go, they'll remember me a fish. Garçon? (laughs) Lizzie, you're a delight. Her duality sickens me. Oh, brother. Yet I yearn for her. Her simple makeup. The fabric of her. I just spoke to Pablo. He's looking for his bicycle. S.O.S. Toto, stand up and fight me. I'll tear you limb from limb. Sorry, I'm under strict doctor's orders. No limb tearing for six months. Mate, let's go. We gotta get out of here. What were they saying? I don't know. Well, what'd they say? I couldn't hear. Let's go. I, I mean, uh, Rupert. May? I, I didn't see you. Uh, what a surprise. What are you doing here? 
Oh, what am I doing here? Oh, uh, we, we, we were in the neighborhood, uh, taking in a stroll, uh, spying, uh, buying, uh, new socks, uh, shopping. We were shopping for new socks. We? I- I'm sorry, I don't believe I caught your friend's name. Oh, this is my... I'm her husband. <coughs> Rupert, I'd, uh, like you to meet my brother, Daniel. Uh, Daniel, meet Mr. Rupert Mullen. Oh, you're her brother. That's fantastic. What do you do? I, uh, teach. I... I teach at the university. Oh, wonderful. And what university is that? Campton? Myers? That's right. Uh, Daniel's on sabbatical. Yes, taking time off to pursue other interests. Doing a sociological study on a small class of female Edwardian clockmakers up in Tinby. Really? How interesting. Yes, I'm figuring out what makes them tick. Uh, what about you, Rupert? I thought you Yes, were in... no, unfortunately my business north fell through. I was going to phone you, actually, with an invitation to join me at my home in Fontainebleau, but since I have you here, the invitation seems more fitting in person. A uh, home in Fontainebleau? Yes, I have a cottage in the country near the border of Avon. Purchased it several years ago on my first visit to France. Instantly fell in love with the landscape. Oh, yes, lovely. Our conversation the other day got me longing for a change in scenery, and since my Brussels engagement was cancelled, and I have no pressing business here in the city, I figured a good weekend in the country would do me good. I would love for you to join us. Us? Yes, well, my assistant and I. I've gotten into the habit of saying us. Frankly, it sounds more familial, and it makes my bouncing around existence seem a bit more domesticated. Well, I do have to perform tomorrow evening. We'd love to. Oh, oh, all right. Yes, we'd love for the both of you to attend. Excellent. I'd rather fare a weekend in the country, get my head out of the books, take in some fresh air, maybe a bike tour of the countryside, return to the house for a glass of cider and a rousing game of table football. Wonderful. I'll have my assistant give you directions. Ta-ta! A rousing game of table football? What, no good? And I thought I was the novice. Hey, I like to speak to these hardened criminal types on their own level. Hardened criminal? Yeah, and I'm sure a seasoned ruffian like him would revel in a spirited fox hunt on the way downtown. And you're supposed to be the expert here. Don't let the debonair act fool you, sweetheart. This guy's a menace. A thief's a thief, no matter how chiseled their jaw. Oh, and hey, thanks for telling him I'm your brother, by the way. Well, I couldn't very well tell him you're my husband. This guy has a thing for me. It's all very confusing. Last week I was your husband, and today I'm your brother. At this rate, next week I'll be your goldfish. So, what's the plan? Plan? What plan? I'm your misfit brother, and we're going to his home in the country. May, look! What? In that shop window. It's the pen. The pen. The pen? The Grayson. Ooh, from the Nichols job. Come on. that smell. Excuse me. Shopkeep. Be right down. Be right down. Smells like ammonia. Ah, bienvenue. Welcome. And what can I do for you? Yes, that uh, pen in the window, the Grayson Gothic. Ah, you have a very good eye. It was put out as a set in the 1880s by the Grayson Pen Company. A set? Yes! Ah, two identical metal-joint gothic fountain pens in a handcrafted case of Australian rose mahogany. With inkwell and pen holders, very, very rare. Two pens? Uh, say, uh, buddy, uh, what's that smell? Ah, isn't that a wonderful aroma? Yeah, reminds me of a spring day at the repository. 
I just received an order of sailors ink from along. Oh, I think they forgot to take out the sailors. Hey, Daniel, welcome. I'm elated you could make it. Thank you for the invitation. This is spectacular. Did you find your way all right? Oh, it was a cinch. Left at the third moat on the right. <laughs> yes, well, the area packs a lot of royal history. The properties are quite expansive. I see you went with the little model. <laughs> yes. Why don't I show you around? Oh, that would be lovely. Please, leave your bags. I'll have them taken to your rooms. Splendid. And do have the houseboy lay out my bathing suit in case I want to take a dip in the pond later. <laughs> This is the Belarus room, named after Raymond Belarus, the French designer. The furnishings and ornamentation are all original. A bit of fluff, really, a feather in the house's cap, but I am quite fond of the sunlight in the afternoon. Very tranquil. Oh, I love the tapestries. Yes, I was afraid they would make the room a tad too stuffy, but with the warm colors and the windows, it's quite cozy. Ah, yes, Raymond Belarus, kin to General Belarus, if I'm not mistaken, whose neck fell victim to the weighted blade of the French guillotine in the 17th century, found guilty of treason, poisoned his troops one Christmas Eve after passing around a tray of rancid tortier. Ah, I see you have his recipe book. May, welcome. It is marvelous to see you again. May, you remember my assistant? Of course. How do you do, Miss Dumont? Very well. Considering those front doors don't lead to the Grotte Markt. <laughs> Instead of 15th century guide halls and the smell of bakery and the promise of romance, I am surrounded by miles and miles of what I've been so ebulliently told our Scots Pine. Yes, Brigitte had her heart set on Brussels. Oh, I believe I read somewhere that Scots Pine is used to make pulp paper. Really? Yes, it was a grove of Scots Pine behind the Chateau Louvre, the home of Francis II, Count of Blougham, and Louise of Hackenberg that provided the material for the young couple's wedding announcements. Brigitte, I'd like you to meet Mr. Daniel Emmers, May's brother. Please, Cole. I mean, Daniels. Dan- Daniel. <laughs> I apologize for not being out front to greet you two when you arrived. I was tidying up a few things in the study. I hope Mr. Mullen hasn't been boring you with his complex on paintings. <laughs> she means collection. No, you caught us early. That being said, shall we continue? Ow! Would you quit fooling around? Don't hit me. I know exactly what I'm doing. I've got this guy right where I want him. Louise of Hackenberg? I'm luring him into a state of trust. Trust? He trusts me. Stop wasting time and start looking around for evidence or something. We gotta find out if this guy's the real deal. Hey, he's my caller. You didn't even want to come. Ugh, just straighten up. And this is my favorite room in the entire house. Oh, wow. Uh, look at all the art. These are my most cherished Renés. Ah, the mad Frenchman. Did a stint in Bedlam, I believe. Wonder if you could produce the bills of sale for our trip's scrapbook? Oh, they're brilliant. What a magnificent study. Yes, well, originally this was designed as the drawing room, but it turned out to be the only room in the house with enough wall space to accommodate all my pieces. I like to be around them while I work. Oh, they're simply sublime. I acquired a number of these on my first visit to France. Chose the cottage accordingly. The first I purchased, a view from my window, is one of my most treasured. That's the bleak and barren snow-blanketed hillside by the bust. Crude in technique, but I've always felt a certain kinship to it. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm moments away from a tangent. Shall we continue the tour outside? Uh, Daniel! Heavens, are you all right? My leg! 
Charlie horse. Well, here, l- let me help you to the sofa. I'll get some ice and pillows for elevation. Thank you. Uh, is there anything I can do? Oh, no, no, no. Thank you. I just hate that I'm going to miss the rest of the tour. We'd be glad to wait for you and reconvene after supper. The back is loveliest at dusk, incidentally. No, you two go ahead. Miss DeMont's returning with the ice. I'll be fine. Please, continue. I insist. Well... Ah, uh, yes, yes. Let's continue. Boy has the circulation of an elderly woman. Always has. If you insist. After you, May. You have a lovely home, by the way. I must pick up a little place of my own in the area. Do you find the school system adequate? What are you looking for, Cole? The desk! What's this? A check from Mrs. Harrison for $10,000. Bingo. A picture of Mr. Mullen with Mrs. Nichols at a charity event. And what's that around her neck? The Ramsey Jewels. What are you doing? Oh, I, I, I was just... Mr. Mullen keeps the desk drawer locked. Just admiring this frame, a gold leaf, no? I believe so. Say, dear, where's the soda? These potassium pills aren't going to take themselves. You look beautiful, May. And absorbed. Is something troubling you? Uh, troubling? Uh, no, just a confusing week is all. I have a confession to make. Your confessions have a tendency to rattle walls. It's been lying heavy on me ever since I ran into you at the market. I never had business in Brussels. Oh? I was meeting an associate for, well, partly business, but mainly because... Well, here, I'll show you. I wanted to wait until this evening, actually. Oh, a necklace? Are those diamonds? I wanted to congratulate you on your success out here and... Let you know that I'd like to help you extend your tour. Fund it, of course. Oh, Rupert. I've been touring on and off for several years now, and I've come to know the opera's more opulent sponsors, and they agree. Your arias are impactful and harrowing. I'm actually working closely with several of them to continue aid to the Paris Opera Company. Like Elizabeth Harrison? Yes. How did you... I'm afraid I have a confession, too. I saw you. You saw me? At lunch, I was following you. Following me? Oh, my goodness, and uh, and I told you I was out of town, and you saw me sitting there with her. I feel like a scoundrel, May. Mrs. Harrison and I have been planning a masquerade ball to benefit the opera company, and we've been meeting in secrecy because her husband sees her contributions to the arts as foolish. We would love for you and your brother to come, incidentally. Yeah, my brother. uh, That's another thing. And, And the necklace was a surprise. Mrs. Harrison is known for her collection of jewelry. You've probably heard of the Monarch Pearl. She'll be showing it off at the ball. I wanted her advice. I'm a neophyte when it comes to this sort of thing. I don't know a diamond from a piece of rock candy. This is so embarrassing. But you must have thought, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You don't know what's been running through my head this past week. I thought you were... Thought I was what? Somehow I got it into my head that you were the catch man. <laughs> the jewel thief? That's silly, I know. What a fantastic idea. I know, I know. Are you upset? Upset? Well, on the contrary, I'm quite tickled that you could think of me as capable of the catch man. That's, that's very amusing. Please forgive me. Forgive you, May. I'm glad you're here. 
I'm glad I'm here, too. Now come, let's start off the second leg of your journey right. So tell me, sister, have you worked for Mr. Mullen long? Only a few years now. How do you like it? Quite rewarding. Ice? Uh, yes, please. And what do you think of your boss? It isn't everybody that would dedicate their life's work and fortune to the arts. Oh, I wouldn't say philanthropy is dead. Yes, but it's the fashion in which Mr. Mullen gives that separates him from the rest. He's very, how you say, uh, methodical. His money isn't thrown aimlessly. He labors over his cuts and the people he helps. Take me, for example. Here you go. Thank you. You? Before Rupert, I struggled as a ballet dancer in Paris. I was told I showed great potential. In fact, the evening I first met Rupert, I was performing in an anti-war ballet called La Porte Rouge. The reviews were sensational. The French periodical, La Danse, named me as one of the five rising stars of the ballet. Sadly, in dance, politics outflank reviews and titles. Illusions, something that was not to be. Luckily, Mr. Mullen took me under his wing, and this is the part of the story where the stormy clouds parted for Mademoiselle Brigitte Demont. Lucky girl. What about his travels? A worldly man, indeed. I rather enjoy it. Reminds me of my childhood, traveling from town to town. Oh? My father was an exemplar of Ariel artistry. After marrying an exotic French dancer, my mother, and bearing three children, the flying demon took to the bar. He taught me everything I know. Those were the carefree days, traveling all around Europe, new smells, new tastes. We were set. Though somewhere along the way, the circus went on a decline and promoters abandoned us like a farmer's herd. And we would have starved if it wasn't for my father's resourcefulness. He taught us to take what was ours. I was very young. And that's when I found the ballet. A drink to opportunity. To opportunity. Now, I don't want any guff. I want you to take this check, and that'll be the end of it. You're an amazing singer, and the entire continent must hear you. Oh, this means so much, Rupert. Thank you. I don't know if I could ever... If I could ever... May, what's the matter? You look unsettled. That's a lovely pen you have. Oh, thank you. Yes, it was given to me by the president of Kenzie Hall after the restoration of their theater. What a nice sentiment. Very unique. Yes, I'm told it's quite rare. Came in a pair, actually, but I unfortunately seem to have misplaced the other. Well, I suppose you'd like to retire to your room before supper. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, thank you for the tour. It was wonderful. You've made me very happy, May. Cole? Cole! Cole, you were right. It's him. Rupert. In the study. The pen. It's in the case. And there's... There's... Get this. There's one missing. Great Federico's ghost. You can say that again. And after the two of you left, I found a picture of him with Mrs. Nichols. He has a relationship with each of the victims. His travels and the dates of the robberies, they all add up. All we have to do is set the trap. I got it. He's holding a masquerade ball this Saturday and in attendance, the Monarch Pearl. You said it yourself. It's next on his list. I'll go ahead and call in what few favors I have left in this country. He'll strike then. And when he does, so will we. You know, May, you've become quite the little investigator. Hey, I learned from the guy who solved the Anders baby kidnapping case. <laughs>
Okay, we're in. How you doing behind that mask? Good. Miss Van Dyke is chafing, though. You remember the plan? Follow Mrs. Harrison and the Pearl. Right. See that group of plague doctors in the corner? The ones with the beaks? Members of the Sûreté Nationale. I thought the police might want a front row seat for this. There she is. Okay, quiet. Get a load of that tiara. And there's our man. Elizabeth, you're looking radiant. Thank you, Rupert. But I'd be more inclined to believe you if your eyes traveled below my forehead for a change. Here they come. Elizabeth, with great pleasure, I present to you the opera's newest marvel, May Emmers. Mrs. Emmers, it's wonderful to finally meet you. Rupert has told me so much about you. Mm, I hope it wasn't lies. May, I hope you don't mind, but I promised the first dance to Elizabeth here. I haven't got much time left, sweetheart. You can have him back after I croak. May, care to dance? Certainly. Keep an eye on and that tiara. Well, look at you. Look at what? You waltz very well, Miss Emmers. There's more to me than those heavenly pipes, Mr. Spence. What? La luce! Dove la luce? Me! I'm here! Cole! Somebody stole my tiara! Police! 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 Okay, Mr. Mullen, hold it right there. Daniel? Daniel, what on earth are you doing? Thought you could get away with it, huh? Cut the lights, huh? Good plan, but you didn't count on old Cole the Mole to sniff you out. Cole the Mole? What are you talking about? Somebody, please, call the police. No need for that, Mrs. Harrison. Here's your thief. Thief? I've never... May, tell them. It's over, Rupert. A sneaky little cat. Where'd you hide the pearl? I don't know what you're talking about. Mr. Mullen, will you please remove your cloak? Whatever will put an end to this tormenting. My tiara! Elizabeth, I didn't... You don't think that I... May, you have to believe me. Prayed it wasn't true. Goodbye, Rupert. May? Where are you going? Take him away, boys. Elizabeth, I, I didn't... Mrs. Harrison, I believe this belongs to you. Thank you. I'm taking this right upstairs to my room and lock it away in my safe. Well, looks like my work here is done. Let the party commence. There's a tall chair upstairs with a place for my feet that's been calling my name ever since we arrived. May, I gotta hand it to you. That was some pretty fine detective work. As soon as I get out of this get-up, I'm gonna take you out to celebrate. Order up the house. I'm treating. I wish I could be as gay over this whole thing as you. The guy was a crook. A bigwig who thought he was above the law. I don't know how I could have been so stupid, letting myself get wrapped up like that. Hey, it happens. From now on, my nights reserved for that bed and ones like it. Nobody to disappoint me, nobody to judge me. Yeah, safe and snug right there with a tasty tray of pimento cheese and pumpernickel. And that's for me. I told you, you shouldn't eat in bed. It isn't healthy. Still, feels like something's off. Like we're missing something. What else is there? We caught the guy red-handed. He knew the marks, the travels, the dates. We got him. Then where are the other jewels? Listen, the guy has houses all over the world. They'll turn up. Quit your worrying, May. Get away from that window and have a seat. Take a load off. Cole, look! 
There's someone across the way on that ledge. What are you talking about? On the roof, look! Oh my god. May, they're going up to Mrs. Harrison's window. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Come on. Come on what? Let's see who it is. I'm not going out there. Oh, we have to. Uh, I'll go around and surprise him at the door. No, there isn't time. Her room's at the opposite wing. You'll never make it. Give me your hand. That's it. Now watch your footing. Oh, Spanish tile, don't give out on me now. Try to stay in the shadows. Watch the light from the ballroom. And whatever you do, don't look down. Oh, you should have set that back on the sill. Whoa! Steady now. Listen, if we get out of this thing alive, remind me to thank you with a smack upside the head. Hold up. They're going through the window. Okay, come on. Okay, this is the window. On three. But 20 has such a nice ring. One. Two. Three. Hold it right there. What the heck? Cole, the room's empty. So's the safe. Look. We're too late. Not necessarily. Run back to the room and get our masks and my beard. I'll meet you downstairs in the ballroom. If you don't mind, I'll take the hallway this time. Okay. You got the masks? Yes, but I don't understand what this is about. Just act natural and watch. Excuse me, Miss Demont. Mr. Emmers, I saw the police removing Mr. Moulin. Is it true? Is he the catchman? Afraid so. I never would have suspected him. Miss Demont, would you mind granting me this dance? Oh, well, given the events of the evening, I was planning on excusing myself early. One dance. It would be my honor. All right. I must say, the waltz is such a romantic dance. Wouldn't you agree? A dance performed close, right up against your partner. Mr. Emmers, what are you doing? La perle! Arrêtez-vous-la! Revenez! Police! Tell them I didn't do it! It's all right. He's fine. This is the real catchman. Brigitte? Congratulations, Detective Spence. Detective? I figured it was you when I saw you out on the roof. Only a trained professional would have that kind of agility. Go ahead, sister. Spill your guts. You got a room full of premium-paying people out there for an audience. Well, it appears this time around, something as the cat's tongue. Allow me. Let's all turn our clocks back to the summer of 1931 when a high-flying circus act was touring through Europe. A family called the Flying Demonts. And in the papers, headlines plagued the public with stories of a jewel thief, La Balayus, terrorizing tourists and indemnity claims. The littlest Demont, a blonde-haired cutie named Brigitte, taught by her father. On the swings, he was known as Gustave Demont, aerial artist extraordinaire, and on the ledges of seaside hotels and resorts, La Balayus. My father always spoke of taking what you deserved. He showed me how to steal. I did it for my father. But you made it your own. When I figured the opera angle, I was close and you got scared. You had to throw off the scent. It was you that called me that night at the hotel, giving me the name Gordon Mills. 
Well, not me. Just a nice man doing a favor for a woman in need. You knew of Rupert's past and his secrecy and how it would appear. You knew of his contracts and put him at the scene of every robbery. It was you that planted the pen at the Nichols' home after you stole the Ramsey jewels. A rare Grayson Gothic. Brigitte, why? Why would you do that to me? For three years, I waited on you hand and foot, watching you flaunt your blood money, patting yourself on the back while you gave and gave to the already well-to-do. You said I had a promise. A rare talent, deserving a star's bankroll. But when it came time to write the checks, where was I? Scheduling a lunch with the Duke and Duchess of Empty Promises. I waited and waited, and then you met that opera singer and showed no hesitation backing her. You gave me nothing, nothing. It was almost perfect, sweetheart. Oh, you played the game calm and cool. There's no doubt about that. But if there's one thing I'm good at, it's catching a cat. Take her away, boys. Oh, Rupert, I'm so sorry. I never should have doubted you. It's all right. I don't have a lot of faith in people. I've been through the ringer my whole life. This gentleman isn't your brother, is he? Uh, he's a detective. Oh, please, don't be mad at me. I, I, I just got carried away. I don't get out very often, and I, oh, I always louse things up. I destroy everything I touch. Most of the time, it's a sandwich or a, a small chair. Please, forgive me. You're not saying anything, so I'm getting nervous, and I, oh, oh say something. <laughs> May, I think you're marvelous. To May Emmers, the greatest opera singer Europe's ever known, and the world's most befuddled beauty. And don't forget, the best amateur detective. Once upon a time, there was a woman named May Emmers, performer and dreamer and lover of all things edible. Ms. Emmers took a chance and sang her way to stardom. Along the way, she met a man and got everything she ever wanted. However, in typical Swan fashion, where happily ever afters are the deviation, May Emmers never completed her European tour. In the end, it was a nine-inch baguette with ham and cheese that did her in. So if you wish to partake in the glints and glimmers of Parisian decor, head on up to the fifth floor. Here, you're sure to find a large copper tub with a winged figurehead and golden fixtures, a replica Louis Marcel chandelier, and a half-eaten sandwich sitting on a Francois Plum Inn table. May Emmers, a lesson in pride and a warning to midnight munchers. Another delicious anecdote made to order at the Swan Hotel. Tales from the Swan Hotel is written and directed by Thaddeus Ellenberg and produced by Will Scoble. Tonight's episode starred Aviva Siegel as May Emmers, Scott Vermeer as Cole Spence, Les Milton as Rupert Mullen, Clara Bell as Brigitte Dumont, Molly Benson as Elizabeth, Paco Romaine as Frederico. Featuring additional voice talents of Thomas Bridgman, Thaddeus Ellenberg, Will Scoville, and I'm Ron Chapman. Original theme by Nick Stargu, artwork by Justin Devine. Tales from the Swan Hotel is independently produced by Will Scoville and Thaddeus Ellenberg. You can help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes and Stitcher. 
You can find more episodes of Tales from the Swan Hotel on SoundCloud and iTunes.